my intention was I want to know fully who I am. Mm-hmm. I want to know once and for all, why am I like this? Yeah. <laughs> why am I like this? Why am I like this? Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. So the whole experience was an answer to that question. So it was the whole experience was an aha moment because I now know without a shadow of a doubt who and what I am and why I, why I am. Hello, it's your host, Kat Walsh, and you're listening to another episode of Trip On This. This podcast is for mature audiences and is not suitable for young children. Trip On This is intended for entertainment purposes only, and we do not condone the use of illegal substances. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Trip On This. It was so much fun to have my good friend Sam Patton back on trip on this for the second time. Sam is a writer and a musician and is also just a wonderful human being, a dad of two toddlers, a wonderful husband, and just someone who has so much knowledge and wisdom to share. On this episode in particular, we are diving into his ayahuasca journey, and we talk a little bit as well about both of our experiences on 5-MeO-DMT. This episode is particularly good for people that are new to their ayahuasca journeys or thinking about it because I basically ask some to break it down, like step by step. And what's specifically different about this episode and ayahuasca is that he did it here in the States, which is very different, right, than going down to the jungles of Peru or Costa Rica. But a lot of people are, of course, doing ayahuasca here in the States. You know, I did it for myself. And so hearing from that perspective as well is also really interesting. What he looked out for, what the experience was like, what the takeaways were. It's a really good episode to get a feel for what one version of an experience can be. Because as you probably know, there is not a single psychedelic experience that is the same. Everybody's going to have a completely unique experience, but it's always nice to hear some of those takeaways. So I very much hope you enjoy this episode. If you are not following me on socials, please do so. I will list it all in the copy of this episode. And of course, if you are enjoying Trip on This, if you've been liking this content, Help your girl out, subscribe, rate, comment, share it with a friend. That is truly, that is currency. That is how this grows. That's how people find it. And it would mean so much to me if you hit pause on this right now and head over and just comment like before you forget, I'd be so appreciative. So with that, please enjoy this next episode with my friend, Sam Patton. If there's ever a moment that I'm always like, Okay, right, how do I go. start? All right, all right, we're about to go. Ready to go? You good? All right, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. All right, Every, let's go. I do this to my guests all the time, <laughs> and they'll be, I'll be like, so do you have any more questions? You'll be like, girl, you, we have been good for like a while. It's all, it's, it's all good. I, I, as a fellow, you know, creator and performer, like, I totally understand. Right, it's just the first I'm, words. I'm with you, I'm with you. Maybe these should be the first words. Yeah. Some Patton, some Patton, welcome back. To trip on this, my first guest back for the second time, and it's going to be so worth it. For those who have not watched the second episode I've done of Trip on This, some was my guest. It was in the time of my learning curve, and so it's going to be so much fun to just like 
chat with you as a friend. I have you here in the studio. We're going to dive deep on ayahuasca and DMT. But before we kind of jump in, for those who have not seen episode two, could you just let us know a little background on yourself and talk to us a little bit about your psychedelic journey up until this point? Uh, What's up, everyone? Hello. Thank you for having me, Kat. Got it. Lovely to be back. Um, and also very proud of you. Congratulations. Thank you. I see how far you've come and you just work and work and your consistency is like really an inspiration to me. So oh, thank you. Glad to be back um, with the trip on this fam. I am some, I'm a writer primarily, and that is kind of the foundation of my work and my creativity. And then I just kind of built everything out from there. Um, I became an MC rapper, took on hip hop culture, you know, full steam as kind of like my mantle for life. So that's what I walk with is is hip hop. And then that, you know, sprawled out and fractaled out into other types of work for me, including journalism, copywriting, um, voiceover and also professional recording arts. I get uh, a lot of voiceover work, a lot of scripting work. And I also the, the copywriting work kind of led me into interesting realms of market research and strategy, which is how we met. Yeah, yeah. Um, as uh as our colleagues and that's led me down a lot of different interesting professional paths that uh, keep my life interesting and uh, keep the money flowing and allow me to kind of still be who I am uh, and carry the, the, the hip hop culture with me yeah. into different spaces and um, introduce new ways of thinking into those spaces too, when and where I can. Yeah, yeah, thank you. When Sam and I work together, speaking of just like fusing hip hop culture with market research and and writing, that's actually what we did. So I was project managing at an agency, a multicultural agency, and some had come in and was working on an HBO project together and was really actually fusing, it was actually in the world of hip hop, right? It was a project, uh, we won't go into it too much, but mm-hmm. it was just about the project of hip hop and brought such like a level of insight. Mm-hmm. And it's just crazy how the universe just brings people together. Cause like some, I like, we talked a little bit on it, but like not much, yeah. you know, like uh, we just, we got right in there. We like did really good work. Mm-hmm. And then I was kind of out of the agency not too much longer after hit up some, I don't know why out of left field. I just had this like inkling that I was like, I wonder if some does mushrooms. <laughs> I just. I wonder what it was. It was something about me. <laughs> I, I don't know. Attract, I keep attracting people who are like, man, do you do you eat mushrooms? <laughs> I have no clue. <laughs> you know what it is? Like, I feel like you just you think outside of the box. You know, we followed each other on social, and I remember some of your just your artistic choices were. Yeah, they were kind of like trippy and and surreal is maybe the way I would say. Like there was like a surrealism to your work, and so I was like. I don't know. I just got the sense. And I remember just apologizing because I'm like, if I'm so sorry if this is like, if you're like, absolutely not, Kat. But it worked out. Here's some. And now yeah. he's one of my models um, yeah. for my trip on this gear. So, yeah. so grateful. Yes. So grateful. Friends and our friendship uh, Hell yeah. blossomed out of that. And the, the wild thing about that is that that project that we met on, you know, that was kind of a one off project for me. I don't normally do that type of work. I was pulled in and called in to do that as kind of a one off, you know? Yeah. And so clearly that came together so that we could meet. 100%. 100%. Because <laughs> for me, I was like, it was just like a blip out of that would have just been like yeah. one of those things in life that would probably never have a memory, except right. I, I got a sum out of it. Right, right, right. It's wonderful. I got a cat. For sure. <laughs> Here we are. So. 
This episode is going to really focus on your recent ayahuasca journey, but I know that psychedelics, mushrooms, LSD have been a part of your life. For you, what was that catalyst for ayahuasca? You know, obviously you've probably known about it for some time. So what was finally like, this is it? I Honestly, it's tough for me to put a finger on. I just... I have moments in my life and I'm sure there are folks out there who could probably relate and you as well, where I just kind of have these Eureka moments mm -hmm. where I get, I guess what we can call a divine insight that says, all right, now you need to do this without me having very much knowledge, prior knowledge, like with ayahuasca, I, I had kind of like this intuitive understanding of what it was. But I never really had an explicit conversation with anybody. I didn't go down any kind of YouTube rabbit holes. I didn't really, I was never really compelled to do like really deep research with it or mm -hmm. anything like that. I just kind of knew what it was in a sense. And it was one of those things where I was like, all right, I feel and I know what it is. And I'll get around to that when it calls me. Got and it. then yeah. the calling just kind of happened. Yeah. You know, it was like, not now in retrospect with what's going on in my life right now, I'm going, I'm undergoing a major transition creatively and professionally and everything. And now I understand why it called me at the time that it did. Right. Because I had to expand my understanding of who I am and how things work in a sense in order for me to move forward into these new areas that I'm about to go into. Mm -hmm. So ayahuasca, the grandmother, the medicine, you know, called me when it was time you know yeah. i didn't know why there wasn't anything particularly going on in my life that was like you know what i need to sit you know i need to sit with ayahuasca it was just like quite suddenly out of nowhere it was like i need to do this yeah, thing. Now, yeah now's yeah. the time yeah you know that actually was a very similar experience to me in fact mm -hmm. i was really had no interest in ayahuasca when mm -hmm. i had first heard about it you know i had heard uh scary stories around ayahuasca. that part yeah yeah you know and 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 all this stuff. And I remember a lot of people talking to me about Chelsea Handler, mm -hmm. talking about her experience. And yeah, so I was just like, eh, I don't need that. And and I also didn't know, you know, like I always say about about psychedelics and particularly with ayahuasca is I didn't know that I was not fine, to be mm -hmm. honest. I didn't, mm -hmm. I thought that how I was, was kind of like just how life was. Like, this mm -hmm. is how I felt. Like it's has high moments, but it's mostly me just filling time. Mm -hmm. And I live for the weekend and I have moments of, you know, uh, good moments at work, you know, like little high points of, but it's all externalized. Mm -hmm. It's external. Something good happened. Right. Mm -hmm. But it was just not, it wasn't, wasn't great. So just like I, there was not a call because I didn't even know that I needed to be sat down. Yeah. Well, I mean, to your credit though, probably most people don't. You know, yeah. <laughs> most people don't realize how broken they are, or mm -hmm. how badly they are in need of the medicine. Yeah. And I know? think that's what this whole psychedelic movement talks about. And I, and I talk about that a lot, that piece, because I would have never identified myself with somebody who had depression or anxiety right. or anything of that nature, you know, and mm -hmm. I, that's it was only really after the, the medicine work that I started to do that I got to see. I was like, oh, I was in a low grade depression my whole life. I was just mm -hmm. operating on like level five mm. of of where I could be and right. if you know and so yeah once once I just met someone randomly and she was a medicine woman it took her one time talking about it and I just mm -hmm. knew I was just like yes and mm -hmm. you're the and you're the person and you're the person mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. yeah 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 how did your so when you decided to 
like I'm going to do this. How did you decide to go through finding the right facilitator, the right shaman? What was your process? Yeah. uh, I'm very fortunate in that I've always been, or at least for a good chunk of my recent life, if not always been surrounded by a lot of healers and a lot of medicine people, primarily medicine women. So I knew, I knew who to reach out to when it was time. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because I, I caught up with one of those people, my sister, Lily, who I reached out to at the time because she has deep, deep reach into that community of healers and medicine people. And she's just a badass, just all around. Shout out Lily. Mm-hmm. And um, at the time, she didn't have any leads for me. Or maybe she did and it was just wasn't time. I didn't have the money or, you know, it was, it was out of my budget. I think it was something along those lines at that time. And then when I did have the money, I hit her back up and she couldn't find the people. So it just didn't work out, right? But I ran into her a couple of weekends ago and, you know, I let her know that I finally got a chance to sit and, um, you know, and how funny it was that I couldn't find anybody through her. She was like, yeah, it's it's wild. Like she, you know, it's a a whole process of like finding your people that kind of puts you through a loop sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And puts you through a lots of, it's almost like an obstacle course, like a spiritual obstacle course to make, see how down you are. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, and she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. when I say she, the grandmother is like, are you really about it? Like, where's yeah. your intention at? You know, all of that. So I, I basically just reached out through my personal community and my network. You know, I, I got some leads that just didn't, you know, I was looking for a feeling and a vibe and, and something to resonate, you know, and I got some leads that just didn't feel like right and there's i'm sure as you probably have, have even covered here on trip on this there's a lot of like you know hucksters out there yeah you know um who you can, found do you you found yourself kind of maybe dealing with some of that may, maybe but i can't say for sure i don't want to condemn anybody but sure, i sure, just sure. got a vibe like eh, i don't know you know yeah. what i mean i don't know what the the authenticity level is here you know and i was looking for something that I, could come to me through family yeah and people that i trust and that I know who know me yes, too, yes, um, yes. to some degree. And eventually my medicine man came to me through my, one of my readers, my Akashic reader, you know? Really? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Who I connected you with. Jeanette. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeanette, yeah, Jeanette. Uh, so that's what it was like for me. And it was probably from the time that I decided that it was time, it was probably about a year and a half before I actually found somebody. But I feel like there's something in that too, because yes. uh, I that was my experience actually with DMT, which we'll get into a little in a little bit. But it took it like ayahuasca wasn't that for me. I found the medicine woman through like she's the one who was telling me, and I was like, this is it. Right. But it, for DMT, it was it was definitely more of a process, and mm. I think it's it is that like setting the intention, but also not being really fixed like that to me shows a flow and a trust that when it's right it's going to be right and to not force an issue because you could have forced it yes and gone with somebody who you weren't intuitively like this is the guy and i think probably a lot of people run into that because they're like well i really just i've set my mind on it and i want to do it and i'm impatient Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know unfortunately like that's part of that spiritual training is like look it's gonna come when it comes well, I mean, and I know we'll get into my journey, but what I, I kind of came away from my journey with like these headlines and these mantras that that stick with me right from day to day. And the first one that really stuck with me after I kind of came out of it and I was reintegrating was your willpower is not welcome here, you know, and that's something that I carry with me every single day because my willpower is a huge 
gift of mine, but it's also, it can be a hindrance, yeah. you know? So I, I walk with that. So to your point, like I was stuck on kind of, once I had my mind fixed on, I was stuck on a certain way for a little bit. I was like, I want to do it this way. I want to go through this person because I trust her this way. And so it's got to be this way. And I'm going to go. I'm in control. To, yeah, I'm in control. I'm going go <laughs> yeah. to go to Sedona and it's going to be this way at this time. And nah, you know, it's always kind of like the process of even getting to the medicine uh, required me to shed some of that. Yeah. Even before, even before I got to it, which is, you know, when I look back on it, which is proof to me that the medicine is kind of always working through yeah. all of us in a sense anyway yeah you know? that willpower note is something that actually just came through to me mm. uh through just meditation a few days ago actually mm. and it was just my higher guidance was like your basically your ego mind like small self cat is always trying to instill its will mm. and it's always trying to do right it's like never believes that you could just be and also create the life of your dreams as we just sit here and chat right it's right. got a it's got a a constant like you got to do this you got to do this and so I found myself always like filling time and and thinking like okay I'm going to do this and this and this and like the higher guidance for me was just like no you need to you need to sit down and listen first of all it's thy will like divine will right mm -hmm. and just mm -hmm. get a get get in alignment and trust that your will is divine will mm -hmm. and that's been I think the journey mm -hmm. is understanding like cat doesn't actually know what I mm -hmm. need mm -hmm. or how to actually create mm -hmm. all that I want to create. So mm -hmm. I just, just to mirror that because I'm like, yeah, that's, I think a lot of us think having a really strong willpower is good. And yes, it, it, it can be. And there is a really deep sense of trust and listening that needs to come into not just in the medicine path, but actually after. Yes, yes, yes. The, the willpower that I could go on and on about, but you know, it's it's definitely a, a tool and can be uh, a, a weapon or a, a a means to liberation. But like and you can cultivate it and refine it and make it stronger. But all of that comes with kind of a certain awareness and responsibility, like when it's time to tone it down, when it's time to like put it to sleep, when it's time to like just ignore it, you know, and just kind of step aside of your willpower to um you know, kind of let things take their own natural course in yeah. a sense. And that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's something that very few of us can master in, you know, I think on this plane in this lifetime, but it's definitely something that I think we can all, you know, strive towards mm -hmm. trying that, to that, perfect. That's the yin and yang, right? Yeah. Yin and yang because it's, it's the doing and the receiving, it's the doing and the receiving. Mm -hmm. And so we need both. All right. So now that you've, you found your right facilitator, right? And you, mm. and you finally booked it and you got mm -hmm. that trust came in. Mm. Can you now talk to us about what you experienced as someone that's new? What, what was even the ceremony like? Because a lot of people that, that watch trip on this are new to psychedelics, certainly sure. new to ayahuasca. And, and also because your perspective is not going down to the jungles of Peru. Mm. It was, it was here. We don't have to say where, but yeah. it was here in the States. And so I think that's just an interesting perspective on like, What'd that look like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, where do I start? <laughs> I did not know what to expect. I tried not to crowd my mind with too many stories or videos or resources or reading. Like, I just kind of trusted my my teachers. And I, I had a few teachers in my circle who gave me some some heads up. And so those are the ones I leaned into, um, who gave me some well-placed 
words of wisdom yeah. heading down there. But other than that, I just kind of like dove in. I didn't know what to, and, and that was kind of the, that was one of the greatest parts of the adventure was not knowing what to expect. Yeah. I highly advise, you know, taking seriously the refinement of your, your body before going in and also Absolutely. your mind. Yeah, yeah. Also your mind. Like I, I was very, very careful about what I watched, what I read. I was already on a social media hiatus at the time, which, worked out perfect yeah. so I wasn't taking in a bunch of stuff um and you know I work in digital marketing a lot so I have to take in a lot of that stuff for work but fortunately I was in a patch where like I was in between those kind of gigs so perfect. I didn't have to be on socials so yeah. I don't know if you remember but I actually shut my socials down from like November up through the end of the year yeah yeah, you know I remember that. yeah so that was really helpful I think not having a bunch of stimuli stuffed into my subconscious <clears throat> it was extremely helpful. Absolutely. That's such a good note for people because I think a lot of people are focusing on certainly the food aspect, which is huge, right? Like that's mm. such a big mm. part of it. And, but, but really yeah, cleansing your mind, clearing your mind. Like they say, the minute you say yes, it starts. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And you feel it start. You feel, yeah, you feel grandmother already in your presence. She's mm -hmm. already, cause she was already part of the decision. Mm-hmm. And you can really, and if you're starting to get very, it's a good time to start getting very in tune, especially if you're not someone who maybe normally is in tuned, right? Like if you're not somebody who's has a meditation practice or, or a lot of awareness, it's a good time to start, start getting very aware of yourself. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> if you're human, trust me, there's always more you can do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. always more you can do, even if you are in a, you typically stay in a pretty, you know, refined and high vibration space there's probably more you can do. You know yeah. what I mean? I, I And for me, like I, for instance, I consider my music diet like pretty good. You know what I mean? Pretty well-rounded. I try to keep it high vibration. But that week I was being particularly kind of aware of like what I was listening to. Mm -hmm. to like music. lyrically too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lyrically and all of that. And I found like a lot of little rotten spots like in my music collection where I'm like, man, this kind of, you know, maybe when you listen to this, maybe it brings you down a little bit and you don't even realize it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I kind of like kept it real cool on like on, on all fronts, you know, yeah. and even in the way that I like carried myself and talked my uh, talked to people around me and my wife and my children. Like I try to keep everything like, you know, just cool and gentle, you know, and um, I think all of that played into it. Oh, like yes. Big time. And it played into me having a super positive experience because that's the respect, right? Mm -hmm. You're just showing not only ultimate respect for yourself, but you're showing respect for others and that spirit, the spirit of mother ayahuasca is just so, you know, intricately connected to Gaia and, and all of us. And like, so when we honor one, our, one another, that's part of honoring her. So what happened, Sam? Uh, what happened? So, <laughs> <laughs> yo, so, all right. So yeah, going into the ceremony itself, I mean, it would be, it was a trip, like right off tops. Like it was, there were, there were archetypes of people there at my ceremony who I, like I in my I took like I, I opened up a little journal after my ceremony to write all of it down. Like I drew a diagram of like the land where we were and the archetype, the people who were sitting around it, who are my family. Like even if we never speak again, like those people are my family. Now, yeah. You know? Yeah. And and we all agreed. You're in it together. Yeah, you're in you it are together. Traveling <laughs> in dimensions with them. Like. And we all agreed, you know, in another time, in another space to be there together. Like oh, we agreed, cool. you know, and those are things that I those are insights that I came away, I came away with. Like you and I agreed to meet the the way that we did, yeah. you know, in some other 
realm. We agreed on that. Absolutely. You know? And so um, it was just wild just taking in all the different energies of the people that were there because, you know, everyone was there to heal and for different reasons. And so there was a certain kind of level of humility that descended on me in knowing that, man, we're all vulnerable. None of us knows each other and we're all here to heal. We're all acknowledging the fact that we're here to do work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, which connected us off tops. And where we were was just beautiful. I mean, I can only describe it as, you know, like an Eden type of setting, you know, wow. a garden, you know? Yeah. And which meant that there were lots of sentient beings around, you know, there was a lot of birds, there was a lot of lizards, squirrels, you know, all of that who were there taking part in the, in the moment. So, wow. so yeah, man, uh, <laughs> our, our medicine man was late. Uh, he was on a tour, you know, so he was a little bit tired from his his previous date. I think they were at, they're at uh, Mount Shasta. And so they had just got down to L.A. And for those of you who don't know, Mount Shasta is like this magical place. And I want to go so bad. Yeah. Have you been? Nah, it's been on my bucket list for like a yeah, decade. Same. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, for those who don't know, Mount Shasta is like a magical place in Northern California, right at the tip of Northern California and Southern Oregon, I believe. Mm -hmm. Vortexes and ley lines and all that kind of stuff there. So they went up there to do some work. And so it's an easy, I don't know, three hour flight or whatever. And I think 15 hour drive or something like that. Something crazy. So that whole crew like came down from Shasta. They had just come from a ceremony and they're about to run this one. So he was late and he was tired. So we had to sit there and wait for him to, to rest, which was another part of the process too. Like, and nobody said nothing. So it was like, we just sitting there around this fire. Nobody knows each other um, waiting for the dude to show up. And it was like a good, like three hour wait. Wow. Yeah. In, yeah. In the dark and the cold. I guess you would want him <laughs> feeling good than not yeah. wanting to be there, but yeah. it's still like, it's still just a lot. It but was it like, was, it was the what's going on-ness of it that just really like, Oh, right, right. It was like, yeah, of course. What, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Like, and nobody, there was no announcement. You know what I'm saying? We're not getting no update text. Really? Yeah, no nothing. Like, no, you know, I didn't. You, okay, so nobody's telling you what, what's nah, up? Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> so I'm assuming, looking back on it, I'm assuming we're all thinking this is part of the ceremony. You know what I'm saying? That's what I told myself. I was like, all right, well, this is part of it. I'm just going to have to sit here and not know. <laughs> Honestly, that's part of the surrender. The surrender, you know what I'm saying? Just surrender to the unknown. Dude. Yeah, man. Okay. That's, and that was that was part of it. That was part of it. Just sitting there and not knowing. So you want details? Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> let's All right. hear. All right, let's go. Uh, so we got our, you know, medicine man came out, you know, introduced himself, introduced the medicine, told us what was going to go down, and we took our first dose. And um, for me, it was maybe about <clears throat> 45 minutes. I think it was about 45 minutes before it kicked in. And I'm like, let me give you a little bit of historical backdrop about me. Like I'm the type who I like, I've been in situations like that before where there is something magical supposed to happen and nothing magical happened because of however I'm wired or however mm -hmm. I'm built or, and things tend to hit me differently too. So I kind of go in a lot of times to these experiences with a little bit of skepticism because if people hype something up a certain way, I'm like, okay, well it worked out that way for you, but 
stuff sometimes doesn't work out that way for yeah. me. You know what I mean? Or and then sometimes the stuff that you say didn't do nothing or ain't about nothing, sometimes it hits me like hard. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So I never know, you know, so I'm uh, at about like minute 38. I'm like, all right, here we go. Like this is some <laughs> shit that, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's going to pass over me and then I'm going to have to go back and tell folks nothing happened. They're going to be like, what's wrong with you? Some, and you like know. I just dropped a lot of cash and nothing yeah, happened. Yeah, nothing happened. <laughs> it's cool. I mean, it tasted great. I didn't mind the taste. I didn't actually. either. Yeah, yeah was, I didn't either. You know, I like stuff that tastes like dirt and leaves, though. So my <laughs> wife is always on my neck about that. Like, you know, you like medicinal shit. But I was I enjoyed the taste. Minute 38, I'm like, oh, man. Minute 45, I'm like, wait. Hold up. Did it feel like the world was slowing down to you? That was how I first knew. The minute it was slowing down, everything slowed way down. There's going to be, and I apologize in advance, there's going to be a lot of things that I'm going to say are indescribable. And I'm going to try my best to put them into words. It, it, it's tough to describe, but it just, the world took on a texture that I was unfamiliar with. And it took on a softness and a, a, a depth and a warmth and an aliveness that I, I, I couldn't really put in, I can't really put into words. So time didn't really change for me. My perception of time and space and depth didn't necessarily change immediately. Okay. <clears throat> My first cue that some shit was happening was I'm, I'm under a tree and uh, there's fire crackling. It's a beautiful setting. I'm under a tree and I'm just laying there and I'm like, okay, something's happening, but I don't know where this is going. And then, you know, I saw my first being, you know, wow. um, <clears throat> on one cup too. Yeah. On one cup. And it's this, this little being, you know, he's sitting in the tree. What'd it look like? Uh, he was, I call him Jack. He was like a little, you know, he looked like ghost Rider. You know, I don't know if you're familiar with the comic book ghost, ghost Rider, mm -hmm. but he, he looked like a biker. Right. He's kind of in all black, like leather, leather jackets, like clinking things. But his head is the skull and it's on fire and he's got a cigarette. <laughs> this is your being? Yeah. <laughs> he's got a cigarette. Classic on a tree. Yeah. Watch it. <laughs> and he's just sitting there and he's probably about two feet tall. And I'm like, I'm just getting the vibe from this person that or this being that this is a, a something behind him he's kind of ushering me into a another realm basically this got was kind of like my gatekeeper you got know? it is were your eyes closed or open my eyes were open yeah so you were so you were eyes were open you're looking at this tree and you see him yeah okay yeah, yeah. and you know i did the thing because i've I, I had some experience with hallucinations and so you know i'm checking myself you know i'm like am i tripping you know am i you know and i'm blinking and i'm you know trying to make sure that i'm not completely out of my mind or imagining it and it became very clear to me that this was uh, a sentient energy mm -hmm. that was there to communicate with me. And that's when I knew, you know what I mean? Yeah. His legs started swinging and he's, I'm getting the, are you ready kind of vibe. And I'm like, what the fuck is about to happen? What are you <laughs> and what is about to happen? Yeah. Um, and he was there with me the whole time. And that was my first, that was my first indication of what I know now. And what I came away with was that there's family all around us, you know, with the, we are surrounded by all different types of family, you yeah. know, um, and, and energy and, and relatives and um, beings who are here for us. You yeah. know, and they, they're kind of constantly interacting with us. And in this kind of mindset that we're in right now, the, you know, 
the day-to-day life mindset we can't we can't really we can't see or interact with them you know so that was the first lesson that ayahuasca taught me was that you know there there there's family around you all the time Mm -hmm. you know and even if you don't see them so here's the first gift is that you can now begin to recognize them and you can do this when you want to but it requires a certain awareness you have to stop and you have to you know you have to meditate Get yourself Daily. in a high yeah. vibrational yeah. state. Yeah. Keep yourself there as much as you can. And then you'll have, you'll foster the ability to be able to connect with these relatives around you. Yeah. <clears throat> so. Did you have a visionary experience mm-hmm. in terms of lessons? Did you like, was there, was there, was there like a aha lesson for you Shit. that you needed that huh. you've now carried forward with you? So, um, yes, 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 yes. And this is the lesson that I learned for myself before I sat with the medicine and then in the medicine, in the ceremony and in the journey itself, it was reiterated. And since then in my waking life, it's been reiterated constantly. And that is intention is everything. Mm -hmm. And I went into the ceremony with a very clear intention and I was paid off in dividends. Um, What was your intention? My intention was I want to know fully who I am. Mm-hmm. I want to know once and for all, why am I like this? Yeah. <laughs> why am I like this? Why am I like this? Yeah. Who am I? Yeah. So the whole experience was an answer to that question. So it was the whole experience was an aha moment because I now know without a shadow of a doubt who and what I am and why I, why I am. So the the experience for me was a visual but also just a sensual journey that took me through the whole process of understanding who I am and in order to understand who I am I had to see life and time and space from uh, another perspective I had to I, I had to understand myself against the backdrop of existence itself and so what the journey that I was taking on because of my particular evolutionary tract was a journey that showed me the the beginnings of creation and the universe and what is connecting all of us and what our predicament is as living sentient beings, humans, and all of our different types of cousins and relatives that are out there that I can't name, that I I don't know what they're called, but Mm -hmm. all of us in existence, what is it that's connecting us and what's driving, what's driving this, this existence. And then, uh, and then, and only then could I understand like who I am and what my role is, is in that and what my perspective is. So, uh, I, I, I traveled, man. I traveled, uh, through various there there was a cosmic scope and then there was a very personal macrocosmic mm-hmm. scope so the cosmic scope was you know understanding the nature of the fractal pattern and the the birth of the universe and what the source is and the source energy is mm-hmm. and how we sprang from it and what we what we are to it right there was that and then there was the so I had to see that in order to understand myself yeah. then I had to see who I am through my family. So I was 
taken back to instances in my life that I where I was there, but I wasn't conscious or I didn't have the awareness or I wasn't fully formed. A lot of that was like me as a, as an infant, yeah. um, you know, the moment of my birth, like I was taken there, you know, the first time I was with my, my, my parents, you know, who I've only been in a room with the three of us, like together, maybe like five times. I don't know. Total. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cause my mother raised me, but my dad is, <clears throat> my dad is, um, very much a part of my life. Um, we're very close, but he wasn't, he wasn't there a lot during my, um, when you were young. My formative years, yeah. yeah. So so I have separate relationships with my parents, you know, and I, it's kind of like I know them separately, you know. I don't really know them as a, a couple. unit, yeah. yeah. So I was taken back to that moment, you know, the first moment where we were ever together. Mm-hmm. So there was that. And then, then grandmother took me back generationally, like took me back to, you know, my mother's version of that moment. Then took me back to my grandmother's version of that moment. Then took me back to my great grandmother's version of that moment. Um, And in that experience is when I began to understand my ties to family and why family is such a huge aspect of like my personal karma Mm -hmm. and, and how I have to heal through family. Right. And also just under, (laughs) there's so much cat. It's I'm still processing it. Yeah. No, but you're, you're, it's so beautifully, it's like poetic. (laughs) You you describing this right on. So that was, you know, November, um, and we're coming up on March now and I'm still processing it. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I probably just kind of fully reintegrated like in the last month or so. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It gave me a perspective and a, and a compassion for n- not only my parents, but all of my family and then all families. Yeah. And I guess one of the bigger lessons that I came away with, because there is the so far we got what so far we got your your willpower is not welcome here. Mm-hmm. And we have was was the other one. Um, you're surrounded by family and relatives, mm-hmm. right? And always surrounded. Yeah, always surrounded constantly. Yeah. They're in the you know, you squint your eyes a little bit, and sometimes you can see them, especially in plant life. But then compassion for for family and understanding that we're all we've all been searching for each other. We've all been searching for each other, and we all need each other. And <laughs> Here's the giant revelation. The giant revelation is that, you know, we were separated so that we could experience love. Um, And I'm not the first to say this, but I experienced it firsthand. Now I know it. Right. It's one thing to like read it, read about it or hear about it in a song and internalize it. But it's another thing to like know it. Yeah. And so now I know it that we we were we were scattered so that we could experience all the different aspects of love. And um, to come back to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find your way back to that love. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and the 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 process of the scattering, um, and the process of breaking off into all those little individual things and incarnations or whatever, is a painful process. And so it's it's that that's the answer to why are we experiencing so much suffering and and pain and hurt? And it's because the search for love that we intend we we agreed upon mm-hmm. and we intended upon when we were one is a painful process. It's like the, it's like the process of birth, you know, yeah. and you're birth. separated actually from the mother. You yes. were, it's the same, like you were saying the microcosm, macrocosm, the first separation into when we fractaled and become, you know, that that's that piece. And then the, also the first separation from the mother and the baby, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Is that, 
immediate uh, wound. That's actually the yes. original mother wound. Yes, it's it's a wound, and we are all healing from those wounds because it is lo- love is what you know creates the life, and the life then must live on its own, and then that creates a wound, and it goes on and on and on and on and on, and that's the fractal, right? That's the mm-hmm. fractal pattern. And so now understanding that and knowing it, what I also know is that now we are heading into a new time or that's a, that's actually the worst word possible <laughs> there's no time <laughs> <laughs> actually there actually there is but it, it it's not appropriate in all the ways that we use it yeah 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 right yeah it's a learning uh, device yeah 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 but it's very real you know uh, and and all of this is real you know that's another revelation i came out with that i'll i'll speak to in a second but so moving into this new paradigm we are um coming back together you know, mm-hmm. we're coming back together now. Yeah. So things are going to be sometimes maybe even more painful, but a lot, also a lot of the rules that applied in the previous paradigm are going to apply here. You know, um, some of the, some of even the rules of physics, you know, and mm-hmm. logic and love, like what we what we thought we knew, you know, a lot of that is about to change. Yeah. I feel like. Oh, I think so too. And yeah. I'm just kind of speaking to your point about like this experiential feeling of, of, oneness and love and this um really it sounds like really deep inner shift and and knowing mm. more and more people are experiencing that it's mm. it's happening i'm already yeah. witnessing it happening it's happening for me and uh, like you're saying kind of like even what we understand about physics and stuff like i was just i was just speaking with someone earlier and it's like i feel like i ha- i'm starting to get superpowers in ways that i thought was only in a movie mm-hmm. and i'm hearing more and more just about just how vast and radiant and powerful we are Mm. and for human beings to actually start coming into that knowing Mm. and not to just say it Mm -hmm. like you're saying and i mean can you imagine how powerful it would be for many people to have an experience like you're saying to know it well uh (laughs) you know i mean when i came out of it i was among the many things that are top of mind one of the biggest ones was like everybody needs this yeah Everybody needs this. The whole world needs this medicine right now. But back to my point earlier, the medicine's already kind of working through through us, As, especially those who have sat, you know, closer to the source of the grandmother, who have sat with her, then the, the medicine works through us, right? But she's kind of always working anyway, mm-hmm. you know? She's working through you. So, like, your wife, who I know hasn't sat with ayahuasca, she's working ayahuasca is working with her because you're connected to her yes yes and 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 because and what she learns and what she takes from the experience with me she then passes on to her circle right and it continues it continues on and on and on so as long as i continue to foster my relationship with that particular medicine um it will continue to radiate to whomever i come into contact with yeah so it's important for me to you know I've, I've made a commitment to myself to um, continue to cultivate and, and refine my relationship to that medicine. And I don't mean when I say the medicine, I don't mean just the actual brew itself, yeah. although I do plan on cultivating that relationship. Sure. Yeah. But I mean, the medicine as it works, as it lives in me, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. the, it's, it's now in me. And part of that medicine is like knowing and the love and the compassion and empathy that I walk with now consciously that's the medicine, right? Yeah. So now I have to like 
make sure that I'm always mindful of it and that I honor it and that I, you know, continue to cultivate, refine, refine it. And then that way, whoever I come in contact with will get a little bit too. And then they can, you know, continue to do their work their way with a little bit of my medicine and them. And then I get some medicine from them. And then we all, and this is the coming back together process. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to happen regardless, it's happening regardless of who actually sits with the medicine or not. But I think that everybody should sit with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? At least most. I mean, obviously there's some health stuff for uh, some people, yes, but, yes, yes. but, 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 but I will say like, and the good news is, you know, there's, I had someone on the show who she actually was a, she's a filmmaker recorded with uh, an indigenous tribe in Peru. Sorry. Was it in Colombia? Might've been Colombia actually. Uh, yes, it was. Cause they worked with Yahe, which is similar to ayahuasca. And what, what they were saying was their indigenous elder told all of them that it was very important for basically this medicine to be shared with the Western world, mm -hmm. not just for their economy, which is, yes, that's a part of it, mm -hmm. but because that's the prophecy of the eagle and the condor, as they mm -hmm. say, where these two basically, where the eagle precision mind focus and the condor is the heart and that we fly finally together. Mm -hmm. And, and that we've now entered that, the new earth, right? Where, where it's birthing as we speak, this new consciousness on this earth. And, and it was just, yeah, it was just about how, yes, of course we, there needs to be respect and not just completely like colonize it and, and take over it, but also, but that with the healthy respect and actually working with these indigenous tribes and those like the caretakers around it, but that there is a willingness to share and that we actually all need it in yeah. order to make this world a better place. Yes. Especially yes. the Western world. I mean, let's be honest because we bulldoze the world. And so we need to come back to our hearts much more to take care of our earth, to take care of each other. And mm -hmm. so just to even put a fine point for those listening, like, but is there enough, you know, there's a lot of talk around that. I'm like, you know, obviously it's just two uh, people I've talked to, but it's just them saying like, and I was just listening to Aubrey Marcus and he was saying the same thing. He's like, it's uh, many tribes and things are like, no, this is the time that human, human beings need to heal now. Yeah. And it's, and it's resurfacing at this time, I think for no accident. No, absolutely not. There aren't any accidents in that realm. And something that the shaman mentioned too, which is related to what you just said was like there are instances in our collective past where these old medicines have been colonized and exported in completely like defamed ways um you know certain plant medicines and certain like leaves or whatever have been defiled in a sense and so now that community is like you know what this go around now that it's time for this medicine to reach more people, especially in the Western world, mm -hmm. we're going to control the narrative, which is what, why you see, I think, an uptick of actual um, indigenous medicine people coming mm -hmm. up from the continents um, and coming out from those continents where these practices originated and administering it themselves. Yes. Because they're like, yo, we can't have y'all F it up like y'all did last time. Yeah. Like, this is not to be fucked with. Especially you know the power of ayahuasca. My yeah. goodness, she is, she needs a very powerful healer that was has been had a an agreement with her mm -hmm. a very conscious agreement that they've chosen each other to yeah. do that work together because to facilitate ceremonies of something to that power you know mm -hmm. great power comes with great respect yeah 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 <laughs> so. absolutely and responsibility and responsibility sure. yeah for sure and um you know so that's something that i've been walking with a lot is like you know just making sure that i'm 
doing my part as best I can. But also, especially for those who cannot get to like who can't access it (laughs) or who maybe for health reasons or um, personal beliefs or whatever, it's not time for them, you know, or they cannot physically cannot, you know, go and attend these ceremonies or even sit with the medicine for whatever reason. So we can administer it to them through our acts and through our deeds and, you know, and the world that we create for each other. So that's what I'm working on now, you know, but the reintegration process is like way more involved and Epic than I thought it was going to be. So that's, that's what I'm dealing with now is like the expectations that maybe I put it's a constant learning process. The the expectations that I put on like how I thought I was going to apply the lessons versus the reality of like what you, what I'm actually capable of. And then my ego is still here. And this and my ego working, you know what I'm saying? It's working, you know what I'm saying? So how do I work around it and how do yeah. I dim it down? And then unfortunately, because of the line of lines of work and the cultural communities that I'm part of, like there's constant competition and and ego. Uh so, you know, how do I navigate those oh, things? Yeah. You know, I I I was listening to something called the Gene Keys. It's a book and it talks about basically that there's 64 enlightened states and every enlightened state has a gift and a shadow. This is in my, this is in my uh, chart and I'll, I'll send it to you because I think you find it really interesting. But uh, one of mine is the, it's invisible. It's the, at the city they call, which is the enlightened state is invisibility. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? The second, the gift is artfulness. And the third, the the shadow is pride. Now, mm. pride obviously is the ego. Mm. Artfulness, and I thought this was such like a game changer for me. Artfulness is when you are able to use the ego in service of the higher self. Mm. Because we can't divorce ourselself from the ego. We we are, we are the word that's the construct that that's yeah. your sum. You're, you know, mm-hmm. I'm cat. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're not right on the grand scheme mm-hmm. of things, but mm-hmm. that's part of the agreement as mm-hmm. we've come in with that as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And so it was just really kind of like a reframe of instead of, uh, instead of, and I'm learning this too, mind you, instead of how do I, how do I ditch it? How do I kill the ego? How do I do this and really vilify it? Mm-hmm. It was really about artfulness, the gift of, okay, how do I make it work for uh, the higher purpose, for the mission, for, yes. and how do I, how do I keep it in check? And how can I, because the thing is, you are a great writer and it is important to hold yourself as a confident man who can get the job done, right? So, yeah. but, but there's a, that's where you you thread it through, okay, but am I, is it in service of something bigger? Yes. Am I walking with that, with that integrity? Yeah. 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 Well, you know, it's like the ego is like a, a very powerful dog <laughs> or like animal, you know, I'm gonna say coyote cause I'm wearing wolves and I met a coyote last night on my block. Another story. We can get into it later if you want to, <laughs> but it's like, if you, if you, if you feed the dog, you know, give it shelter and, and love it will get stronger and, you know, and um, eventually develop, you know, its own willpower and maybe even become dangerous, you know. But with particular rules in place and boundaries, then, you know, it can become your your ally and your best friend and your protector, you know. Yeah. And so you have to train it. 
like you like you might uh, an animal companion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so and then you have to recognize when it's out of line yep. and then, you know, bring it back in and be like, yo, you know, sit. You know, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go I love there. that analogy. It's perfect. Yeah, Go over there and sit down because you're out of line right now. Yeah. Like, I'll let you out for a while to go do the job. And we did well, but yo, you were kind of, you were out of line a little bit. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, No yeah. treats for you. you know, whatever <laughs> an ego treat might be. Right. But, um. It's <laughs> likes on your social yeah. media. <laughs> no dopamine hits for you. No dopamine. No, nobody <laughs> likes this. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry. And like one kind of like hater comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, so, so, um, you know, it's, it's been that. And, and another big lesson for me coming out of it is like, the gift of like transmutation. So, and understanding what transmutation means. And a lot of my journey was just about like understanding my relationship with fire and the fire intention, you know, back to intention is everything like intention. I learned, which probably everybody knows already, but I was late to the party. Intention is like, or fire is like the element of intention, you know, and understanding my relationship with fire has been a lot of what this is about and fire is also the element of the pride and the ego and you know and i carry a lot of fire with me like and i you know i learned in some senses that i'm a fire keeper so i can use that fire you know and it, while it might in some cases burn me singe me or burn me up you know i can also use it to transmute things yeah. um so in those instances where now that i'm back fully in myself and I'm fully human, you know, and always, and I have those, these moments of weakness or, you know, moments where my ego has clearly, you know, taken the reins and taken the wheel. Um, and stuff has kind of gone off the rails a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, damn, maybe I shouldn't have handled it like that. That moment right there where I'm like, damn, like maybe I shouldn't handle like that. I can now take that and transmute that energy into something higher. Like I'm like, okay, now I know, you know, that maybe I shouldn't have done that. And that feeling of whatever that is, shame, regret, or mm -hmm. like, oh, damn, I could have mm -hmm. done better, whatever, whatever. Like now it's like, okay, that same fire, that same fire that fueled the ego, I can now use it to transmute the, the bad things it created into something good that is useful for me and my family, my loved ones, or my human family, whatever it might be. So wow. it's a constant. What a gift. Yeah, it's a constant learning process of like, okay, now that you know who you are and what you can do and what you're capable of and what you can see, what you see, um, now it's going to take you a while to learn how to use it. Yeah. That's what this is. That's I, what I'm in right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling that a little bit of that too. And, and just the, the reaction of things for me, not only am I kind of finding myself in that too and like, Okay, so I am very self-critical and I'm I'm working on it. I'm actually, I want to like alt-delete that from the universe and say like, I used to be very critical of myself <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm constantly improving that. And that would also come with just like thought loops and things and feelings and me getting hung up on something even when I knew that I shouldn't. Yeah. And it would like get me down. Mm. Now what's been coming in too is not only like a stop trying to change it, is the big the first big thing for me is at first just you're always trying because I didn't approve of myself there yeah. became an it became an approval thing I don't approve Kat that you're in this thought loop over someone that you don't even like or whatever whatever it is right mm -hmm. I don't approve and therefore let me change it and so there was like a uh, before there was like a level of un I was rejecting myself I did not did not accept because I hold myself very high mm. and what's been happening for me lately is it's like, okay, first 
<laughs> the biggest message for me is what you're feeling right now was always meant to happen. Mm -hmm. You are exactly where you need to be. Everything you, there's not a moment that this couldn't have happened. You are in it. There's no, there's no accident that you feel this way. There's no accident that you're having this reaction right now that you are still showing yourself, oh, look, there's more to do here. Great, you're only 35. So you got a whole lot of life to figure this out. Uh -huh. You know, and yeah. and be gentle, like you said to me before I was like setting my setting this up, be gentle, cat, on on yourself mm -hmm. because that is one thing that, you know, it's nice to hold yourself to a high standard, but it's also kind of exhausting. And so that just part of that is is what's been really helpful for me is just realizing like, oh, this moment was always meant to happen. It's meant to be happening. This is all part of the learning cycle. It has nothing to do with your future because then I get scared about mm -hmm. where is that, you know, like I, it, it would comp compound to different things. And, and so for me, it's just been like, observe it, watch it and know you're meant to be experiencing this right now. Mm -hmm. And now move past. Mm -hmm. Now you get to like have choice. Mm -hmm. What it's really bringing in for me now, uh, certainly psychedelics in general, is just choice. Mm -hmm. Where before I was just in patterns. I would just something would happen and I would just feel bad about it and react and, and, and be hard on myself. And then I didn't have any awareness that I could even not do that. Mm. I didn't even know it was a pattern. Mm. And so that's kind of uh, this place that I'm finding myself in now as well. Yeah. And I mean, there's really, and I say this with a bit of a grain of salt, like there's really no wrong answers. Like there's no wrong choices. Obviously they're the things that we agreed upon. Like, are wrong you know what i mean there mm -hmm. are things that are wrong that we all know intrinsically most of us anyway but outside of that when it comes to like your personal choices when it comes to your, your your destiny and what you should be doing and where you should be going and what you should be looking at boom boom it's almost like you're you're gonna end up where you need to be one way or another yes you know? that's the message for me yeah. is your destiny it's always about destiny for me because i it's just about like and it's like, you can't miss. You can't. You, you really can't, can't miss destiny. <laughs> so so that was um, one of the biggest parts of my experience. How many times have I said that in this conversation? That was one of the biggest parts of my experience. <laughs> Look, was your there, experience was really big. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, oh, it, oh, it was. <laughs> it sounds like it. Honestly, all the takeaways are just universal takeaways. Yeah. That's why it's important, I think, for people to tell their stories. Because what you're saying is universally relatable. Yes. Well, you know, it's a big part of my story personally to, uh, you know, share things that will affect people, a lot of different people. I know this, you know, that people, a lot of different people can relate to. I know that's part of my work. Um, and the, the journey confirmed that for me. So, one of my biggest experiences in this conversation, I'm going to find something to say that's like one of my like most insignificant, experiences. <laughs> one of my smallest, one of the like most bullshit experiences. Nah. <laughs> but one of my biggest, biggest experiences was the grace of understanding like, okay, all of this happened for everything happened for a reason. It's like everything I questioned about myself, everything I wondered, like, why did that happen? Why was I this way? Why was she that way why was he that way why did that go down like that mm -hmm. it kind of like because i went in with the intention of i want to know myself then grandmother cleared all that up for me she was like yo this is why and she showed me everything almost everything in my past that 
I thought there was something, there was some kind of message there. She was like, yeah, that was, that was a message. Yeah, that was a message. Yeah, you did see that. Yeah, you did hear that. Yeah, that was, that was true. You were right about yourself. You were right. Mm -hmm. I was right the whole time. That, the grace and the peace of mind that came with that, that I have been living with now is a gift like no other, but it came on the heels of a lot of work, you know, leading, leading up to the ceremony. So for anybody who's curious and wants to go in, like by all means, you know, but try to do some work if you can. Now, if she just show up and it's time to go, you know, go, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Um, don't psych yourself out and be like, oh man, like, nah, I gotta like do some work. You know what I'm saying? Nah, it's time. If yeah. she shows up at your doorstep, it's time. Go ahead and sit with her, you know. But if you can, get started now with the work. And the work for me was a lot of, um, it was probably about two two years of lots of um, self-discovery, lots of readings, lots of uh, crit critical analysis. Not in, a, not in a critical way, but just critical analysis of like yeah. who I am and, 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 and what I want and where I'm going and what my role is right yeah. so going in with that and then going in with the intention of wanting to know who I am was a very powerful combination yeah. of knowledge that colored my whole journey it colored everything and changed my life quite literally in a night wow wow and but I think that's such good advice like yes I I like that you're cautioning to an extent of just like look I didn't just You've been you've been doing the time to get doing your best at this point to really know yourself. And now you're kind of hitting that moment where you're like, all right, now I can use a little extra help. And on the flip side, I like you said, like it shows up in your doorstep because that's actually what happened for me. I right. was not doing the work at that time. I was very lost at that time. And she was the um, the gentle direction change that I needed. And I have had a lot of respect, but I came to her basically, you know, kind of on like my hands and knees, it felt like, because mm -hmm. I was very lost and stuck in my life. And I just, I didn't have a spiritual practice at that time. And I, had, my family is spiritual, but I, I never like really, I, I didn't even know where to start, to be honest. I, mm -hmm. I was so lost in my own patterns. I didn't understand I could think any other way about mm -hmm. myself. I didn't even know what a pattern was. Really, I mean, I knew with a name, the definition, but not not in the way of how I thought about myself, how I thought about the world. And because I went in and I took my dieta like you did very seriously and um, with great reverence, she was incredibly gentle with me. And it was not the same revelation. Uh, it wasn't the same type of a um, of a journey where you're having these major revelations about life because that's not where I was on my journey. You know, I was at the journey of, I just needed to start loving myself. You were talking about experientially knowing. The next day at the beach when I was just weeping and integrating and I wrote in the, in the sand, I wrote, I love, and I wrote you. And it was the first real experiential understanding, knowing that I was like, because my whole experience was just, feelings of like all these different emotions sensual laughing just everything and I was creating it the mm. the 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 lesson was you're of course she was showing me but you you're doing this nobody else is giving this to you and so what I needed from her at that time was Kat for you you to step into who you're going to become mm. 
trip on this and whatever else is, yeah. is what the journey is. I needed to go through a year and a half of learning what it was to actually love myself. Cause I said I did, but I did not know what that meant until my journey. And so I think what you're kind of illustrating though, is if you think you're going to see like yourself up against the, the, the cosmos and what you mean to it, maybe, maybe. but but maybe not like, you You know, like you, you're going to get what you need Yes. in that experience. Yes, yes, yes. And, and the only expectation I have for my next journey is that it's epic. It, well, <laughs> I'm just is that it will be what I need at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be. You know yeah. what I mean? But that's what I needed at that time. And that's for everyone. And I, I definitely caution against like buying too much into what other people say their experience is because your experience is going to be yours and yours alone, you know? And it's like, okay, like I didn't, I didn't purge, you know, at all during my ceremony, but that was, that was me. It doesn't necessarily mean anything. And if you do purge a lot, that's your experience. If you see, uh, if you, if you go and you sit and you have a bunch of crazy hallucinations and it's scary, like that's for whatever reason, that's what you needed. And one of my, one of my, family in the ceremony there she didn't experience anything you know she just purged a little bit and then she was like okay well and that was you know and I talked to her afterwards when I was eyes wide open all my eyes wide open and I had all kind of words for everybody (laughs) (laughs) oh man great story about that but I'll get into if we have time later but um you know I told her what I felt in my heart at that time was like be easy and don't give up on the medicine. Like you don't, it, you might not need it. It might be that you had to take it so that someone in your family could get it from you. You know what I mean? Sometimes mm-hmm. we're messengers and that is a, you know, communal responsibility type of attitude that we have to kind of take when we go into these type of practices is that we aren't just taking the medicine for ourselves. Yeah. You know, we're, we're taking it for all of us, yeah. you know, and that's an important mindset to have, I think in general for this next paradigm that we are shifting into is like, none of this is for any one person. Anything that you do is not just you. It's not just affecting you. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you are, you are literally a living Testament to something and you will affect anyone that you come into contact with, with your testament. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's beautiful. It reminds me of, and this might be a good segue for us to even talk about 5-MeO-DMT, which we've both uh, tried very, very close to each other mm-hmm. in time with the same facilitator. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my intentions for that reminds me of her in a little bit is, you know, ayahuasca is in the cells, right? It's in the DNA. Mm-hmm. And by the way, it reminds me when she was experiencing that okay let me talk about my 5-MeO and it will kind of like correspond with it my intention I didn't realize I I basically got my intention but it just what didn't show up as I wanted it to ego mind Mm -hmm. will wanted it to be seeing beings and trees smoking a cigarette i'm gonna get this shit i'm gonna get yeah (laughs) i'm gonna get a dude oh my god i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be a whole thing that's not what happened um (laughs) yeah but that that, it reminds me though of like the universe in a way was kind of like that was also my lesson right my lesson was a little bit an expectation Mm -hmm. and who knows what her, if expectations is part of her lesson plan as well Mm -hmm. is kind of Mm -hmm. what I wanted to get at. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. 
my one of my I had two two big two big intentions that related with five meo DMT, and that was please help me to release any energy that I'm holding on myself that is out of alignment, that's heavy, that's uh, denser, that is not serving my highest path, that is basically blocking or um, it's just, it's not, it's not allowing me to step into my full radiant self, whatever that is, and to get rid of that or to help me to release it. And then the other part of that was help me to activate my gifts. Please help me to activate my gifts along that's going to help me along my soul's mission. Mm-hmm. That's going to help me along my soul's journey of uncovering it and what that is. Mm-hmm. The experience for me, I didn't break through, which was the part, that was my first lesson, was around expectations. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to be blasted into another universe. Mm-hmm. I had listened to Aubrey Marcus say, uh, this is the most powerful psychedelic experience he's ever had. Mm-hmm. I've had. I've heard people having these insane experiences. So I thought... And I'm smoking DMT. I've never done that before. And I usually get high as fuck. If I'm mm-hmm. smoking cannabis, I'm like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it did not. Mm-hmm. I was still very much like, mm-hmm. it was in another realm. Mm-hmm. And I felt very uncomfortable. I felt a little nauseous actually mm-hmm. in the first half. And I just heard the voice. Y'all know about the voice, right? Mm-hmm. It's, the vo- it's us, but it's also like our higher self. And it was just saying how all of, the discomfort that I was feeling, it was burning it. It was burning it away. So it was giving me what I wanted. It's mm-hmm. burning, it's moving it off of me, but I'm just carrying it. And I didn't do combo before. And so it was even more so, it was just a, a layer I probably could have avoided if I actually did the combo before. Mm-hmm. And then the beautiful part is when it kind of got into like a nice, I don't know, place, it told me very clearly that the DMT, that 5-MEO now, has done exactly what I've asked for. It's in the cells now. It's in my DNA and it will be activated in divine time as I move through life. I'm not meant to know right now. Some people, right, are meant to know what what the experience is supposed to be in that moment. That's the that is the point. And yet that's not always the point for everyone. And so I think that's something like even for her and and certainly for myself who's just kind of like I had to like laugh cuz I got caught in my expectation but but then I actually started having revelations and it's truly continued. I've had exponential growth, but it's come in divine time exactly when I needed to. Had I known this piece of information or this revelation at that time, I wouldn't have made this, this, and this step. And I needed to go through this part of the journey. And it just reminds me again and again, it's a fucking journey. Yes. And, and that these plant medicines mushrooms, any of it, they are in us and they are working through us, not just when you're tripping, but at any moment now, they can come in and go, okay, it's time to take off a little piece of that lens. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's <clears throat> that's the part where time gets trippy because it's like that the idea of now, you know, can get muddled when you start traveling into other realms. And something that I've been absorbing and learning about is and and learning experientially i guess not really like taking in any external stimuli or or information is that you can activate things across timelines you know um and you you sitting with that medicine at that time 
may have activated a healing in another you in another time. Yeah. You know what I mean? That needed it more than you now. Oh, I never thought of it that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I love So that. it was for you. It may have been for you, but maybe just the now you didn't need it as much as another you or a past you or yeah. or a a parallel you, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that's something I've been tussling with too is like, okay, so... I think that I can activate healing across timelines and dimensions in multiple directions. So I can extend love and healing and compassion to my ancestors. I can extend it to family down my bloodline who Mm -hmm. I will never meet in the flesh. I can extend it outwards to myself in another incarnation and medicine that I take Mm -hmm. and that I, that I imbibe. I think sometimes it's not necessarily for me, you know what I'm saying? Which is why, which would explain why sometimes I've sat with medicine and didn't necessarily feel anything. Mm. It, it might explain. That's just total hypothesis. I'm just no, but that resonates with me. Yeah, that resonates with me because I've had parallel life actually experiences fairly recently on a medicine journey, mm. and I was like, okay. There's been you. times. I mean, yo, like I think it was yesterday or the day before. There was I didn't I hadn't I didn't have anything in my body, and uh, I felt edible kicked in. <laughs> It was like a whole edible like trip. And I was like, yo, what is happening right now? And you hadn't, you you took nothing, nothing. You know what I mean? And I don't do edibles. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not a big cannabis dude. Like I keep it around, you know, but a very, very like the equivalent of micro dosing cannabis every once in a while for me. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So I don't definitely edible, like very strong edibles. I don't really do. So, but I know the I know the sensation, you know, and I know exactly, that's exactly what that felt like. And I'm, you know, I'd stop and be like, well, I wonder if, one of the other me's, you know, like yeah. the edible kicked in for them, you know, and they sending some of that my way, you know, maybe I need it right now. You yeah. know? So, um, so yeah, man, um, my, my five MEO experience was very similar, you know, in that, but I went with a friend, a very close friend, um, who we both know, um, and who had, endured you know heartbreaking loss you know in the last few years and i think had not really processed it yet and um something else that i learned about myself and what my superpowers are is that you know sometimes i just need to be somewhere so that i can amplify an experience because i'm like an amplifier like my, Mm. my 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 frequency and my heart chakra is built to amplify things Mm -hmm. right um, so I'm just learning how to control that now and how to use it <clears throat> and how to use it consciously. So a lot of the conscious use of it is not now like placing myself in situations, you know, um, and then just being there. And then, yeah. so I, I hadn't fully grasped that yet at the time, but looking back on it, um, you know, we sat and he had a cathartic moment, you know, that, yeah. that I think he would probably also say that he needed, you know, I didn't really have that at all. Like I kind of like, it was cool. And I've done, you know, I've smoked DMT before and it was just like a cool little trip. It was like very recreational. And that's kind of like what this felt like to me. Mm. Like it was like a very like, okay, cool. Like I had a nice little buzz for a second and like there's a, there's a calmness and there's a, I like it, you know, but I didn't have this. Yeah. 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 I didn't have the fireworks or anything, which was also another lesson in expectations for me because uh, although I try to go in with a little bit of skepticism and a little bit of like, eh, like, you know, manage my expectations for whatever reason, this time I was like, yeah, this is going to be, mm, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, totally. this is going to be some shit, you know? And, uh, no, nah, it wasn't, it was just a mat. I just needed to be there for my friend. Yeah. That's, that's what that was that's about. That's what it was about. That was my, my work, my, you know, that 
I came out of ayahuasca understanding that I had a certain type of mission and like work to do. Right. And that for me was when I, in retrospect, I was like, oh, okay, that was part of my work. You know, I had to bring him, I had to introduce him and take him. And then we had to go and sit. And then I had a little bit of an experience and a journey, but also to your point, I think some of that embedded in my DNA yeah. and it continues to work through me and hit me at different times. Yeah. The, but I think most of that, that session was about my yeah. friend. Yeah. yeah. I, I really, I think, uh, because my intention was l quite literally about that. I think it was just more direct for me, but I, I think that's just, uh, that's just how it is. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, even that after the, after that DMT experience, when I was laying down, I remember I just like shot up out of bed. I just, I hadn't even like really like mm -hmm. fallen asleep. I was just like, <gasps> like grass for, grass for like air, but mm -hmm. not, not from like a, not because I couldn't breathe. It was mm. just like a, like actually like a Kundalini activation mm. that was just like so shocking. Mm. And, and, uh, mm. and then all I just heard is the words, it is done. Mm. And then I, and I was like, it is done. And I was like, okay. And then I actually fell asleep and I was like, all right. And you know, it's like, you'll never know. And I think that's the, the, the biggest thing is like, it's a knowing yeah. in myself, Yeah. but that's all it's ever going to be is like, it's a knowing that I'm like, no, something changed after that day. Yeah. wasn't wasn't thought wasn't what I wanted, but it's what I needed, and I really understood that. That is part of it. Is like, okay, yeah, there is. It was exactly as it was meant to be, or else it wouldn't have been that. Right. You right. know, like that's it. The period, period end story. There's no mistake. Right. No mistake. That yeah. was exactly what it was yes. always supposed to be. Yep. 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 Yo, man, it's crazy. You bring up. Um, kundalini activations i was actually thought about you so those pictures i showed you from the palisades yeah um, yeah and that night was crazy it was new moon i mm -hmm. ate a bunch of mushrooms meditated quite heavily prayed mm -hmm. quite a bit and um i, I before you I, before i heard you use that term i had never really heard it before and um then that night i'm pretty sure that that's what i had you know what i mean and i was like is this what cat was talking about like <laughs> kundalini activation and i like looked it up and i was like yeah that's like spasming yeah yeah oh, yeah oh man that's what it is oh, oh yeah oh it was you know that was a thing like that was a, that was a thing so the uh, so oh man i could go on and on about ayahuasca <laughs> like since i sat with ayahuasca it's just been never it, it's just been a series of just magical moments and things where i can see the medicine working like and even just the archetype of the grandmother, like after I sat with the grandmother, all the grandmothers in my life, including my mother and my wife's mother, who are both grandmothers now, all that grandmother energy started activating in a way that I hadn't, it had never before. Like my, like her mom um, came into town and then my mom surprised us and we needed that right then. And then like all these grandmothers in my life just started showing up and, and, you know, it sounds like kind of, you know, hocus pocusy or like pie in the sky, but it's not like they sh they're showing me what a, what it means to be a grandmother and what the archetype of the grandmother mm -hmm. means and what the healing, the healing that a grandmother brings. And so I'm still in the lesson. I'm still yeah. she's still teaching me like what this actually means. And it's been nonstop magic. So there's just been all these experiences and that, uh, that activation moment, I think was another, you know, just another thing, because once it starts, it won't yeah, stop. It's yeah. going to happen. All, you're going to probably experience it now, now, not even on mushrooms. Like you'll experience it deep meditations. You'll mm -hmm. just like mm -hmm. suddenly mm -hmm. once it's, and you can, and 
once you bring awareness to it and you start to consciously want to work, we have just like this powerful reserve of energy within us. And it's uh, once it gets activated, it's and that's and that's also Kundalini energy is 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 sexual energy too. But that's the creative life force. Yeah. So it's probably going to be like check back with me too, even about your writing and your music and like stuff you're doing after if that continues to see well, like can you see a direct correlation? So let's put a pin in this and this clip right here. One day we're going to come back to this. Okay. So the work that I'm doing now, I'm moving into television writing and um. I'm, I'm creating worlds and I'm creating characters that will one day be on the screen. I can guarantee that. So owning that process and that that's the next step and next step in the evolution for me is now about like these characters coming through me and what they mean, who they are, like they're actual, you know, they're actual beings, you know? Yeah. So um, take, taking care of them. I forget how this relates to what we were just talking about, but that process is a creative process and it requires a certain amount of energy. And so that, that thing activating in me is now giving me a, a new kind of power that I didn't have yeah. necessarily before, but it's giving me the power and the authority to feel confident in this type of creativity. Yeah. You know, authority so, is a good word in it. It's like a, it's, it's not just creative energy. It's like, I, I not only, I not only should, I should be doing this like, or I, sh I should be doing this. Like I have a right to do this because I'm very good at it and I have something to say. Yeah. And it's life-giving. Yeah. You know, yeah. most importantly it's life-giving and it's healing and it's medicine. And it there, there's a responsibility that comes with that. And when you honor the responsibility, then that's when, and you honor the compassion and the empathy and love that comes with that type of work, then you're sitting in your authority. And so I, learning to sit in my authority has been part of this process too and owning what my authority is and, and, and being, and being humble in it, you know, mm -hmm. and not being scared of it. And, um, and knowing that it's not, it's my authority, <clears throat> but it's not for me. My authority is for every, it's for you. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm here to do work for y'all. And so that, that's what anyone, any, any of your authority is about. It's about you owning your own power and your own energy so that you can do the work that you're here to do, whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. Part of that, part of that service, yeah. you know, being mm -hmm. in service and uh, aligning that mm. line. Like you said, like your willpower with a greater, that greater direction and just allowing yourself to be led to it. Yeah, man. You know, allow it like you're like, I kind of like this and kind of like this, but then also just allowing for the gems to come through. And that's where you start channeling all that information. Yeah. And that's also something that happens with Kundalini is uh, you start channeling mm. a lot more. And so there's, don't be surprised if you start doing some channeled writing, mm -hmm. you know, like closing your eyes and kind of just asking questions and just start hearing information and, and ideas. My dad's a writer as well. He writes screenplays and mm. he's always connecting with his team of guidance, mm. you know, and he's like, he's always giving credit mm -hmm. to them. Oh yeah. Always got to, I mean, that's a big part of my songwriting process is that, yeah. you know, is, <clears throat> and that's a process that I'm very familiar with is, you know, tapping into these other realms and tapping on the family that's around to like get information and, yeah. and put in and I process it. Right? I'm very comfortable and good at that. But now I'm moving into other processes that r require similar creative modes, but it's different. Mm -hmm. So I'm learning what 
how to do that for that for that world in that realm is different. So I've been just these night rides I was telling you about. It's just been a lot of me like I'm rewiring right now. Yeah, you know, I'm totally yeah, 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 rewiring yeah. and rebuild. So it's been a lot of me just like letting it happen. Like, okay, <laughs> is this what we're doing? <laughs> so is this what we're doing? <laughs> so how do I do this? Okay, oh, that's all they want. They just want you to go along for the ride. You're that, like, just be a good yo, sport. Yeah, just be a good. So that's that's the message I'm getting. Yo, just roll with it. It's cool. Um. <laughs> There's enough time for all the things. There's another headline yeah. I came out with. And that's the one I have to remind myself of the most. Will, willpower, your willpower is not welcome here. That's easy. Um, intention is everything. That's easy for me. But there's enough time for all the things. That's yeah. the hard, that's the hardest thing. I can take one that one me. too. Yeah. That's the hardest thing for me because we live in this, in this particular reality. Everything is so time conscious and it's so like we have to do so much and so much little time. And to do, to make the thing happen and do the yeah. thing and go be the thing and go be this to that person. And that it, and, and it makes you feel like there's not enough time in the day, mm -hmm. but actually there is more than enough time in the day. There is more than enough time, you know? And so I have to constantly remind myself, like, there's enough time for all the things. There's enough time for all the things. I don't necessarily believe it all the time, you know? Yeah. But I know it. Yeah, I, you know, I know it now. And because I'll, because everything doesn't have to be done in one day and I or one week or whatever. And I am mm. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of creative projects that are all coming through me right now. But also then I'm like, but like time, like how do I and, and then I'm trying to come back to that oh, as man. well. Yeah. And then there's the whole paradigm of like aging and dying, getting older, you know, that we're we have to deal with all those things too. Like, Oh no, I'm getting older and like things are gonna, you know, things are rushing and things are, you know, I'm going to miss this, this opportunity, this window, the proverbial window of opportunity, <laughs> yeah. and whatever that is. Um, you know, but that's, that's definitely like imaginary, you know, yeah. all that, that aspect of time. So back to what we were talking about For time sure. earlier, some of it being fictional, um, those things are fixed. That's those, a story. Those, yeah. Those, That's just those a story. are constructs and narratives, yeah. you yeah. know, that don't necessarily exist in the nature of this beautiful, this beautiful tool that we have called that we call time, which is a way for us to measure change. You know yeah. what I mean? Like we mm -hmm. that's all it is, is like we change is happening. Change is the only constant. And how do we measure it? And we measure it with time. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's yeah. a very yeah. real thing. And then we also agreed upon, you know, this thing, like we created all of this together. And it is our creation. And so we have to honor it and love it and treat it with compassion and empathy. Yeah. And so that one of the other takeaways was, you know, this is, this is real, you know, now it's an approximation of the truth, but it's, it's very real because we created this, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to say Absolutely. that it's an illusion is almost um, dishonoring, you know, the, the beauty of our creation. Yeah. It's our creation. It yeah. might be on the, on the very, it might be, uh, on the very, very highest level of just like pure source, you know, the, the void, right. Or like yeah. nothingness, like sure. But on, on one level of reality, yes, it is. Right. That's, that's the, that's how stories also become real. That's yes. how, when you talk about intention, yes. that's why where your intention goes, your life manifests that way. Yes. I, I always think I'm going to see nice people because I just think most people are nice and that's what I see is nice people. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. What a pleasure. Man. You were so, this was straight up poetry Word. listening to you. Thank you so much. Man, I, I, I want to come back. I feel like we got through maybe half of what I 
because there's so much more about my journey that I could share. Yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah. So another time. Be part three. Yeah, yeah. I'm with it. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, much love. You know, the highest love to to you and this endeavor and everyone who's been supporting you. Um, it's been really like fun and cool to see it come together. The shoot was dope. The shoot pictures was came out, dope. Yeah, the pictures came out crazy. You know what I'm saying? I'm out here flexing them. Um, yeah. <laughs> I got to get you those tank tops. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm ready. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting the guns ready for summer. You know what I'm saying? Hilarious. Yeah, yeah. But thank you for having me. Absolutely. And for everyone, as always, trip on this. Do, 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 do. <laughs>